Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. Chris has given his vaccine wave. Um, uh, thank you so much uh, yeah, for joining us uh, here on YouTube Live um, for the build-up show to Liverpool Crystal Palace. The final game of the season. The season's so close to being over and it's tantalisingly within reach that it might not be an absolute unmitigated disaster. Um, one more game to go, Chris Page. Oh, finally. Like, I'm so excited for this season to be over. I've never wished for a season to be over for as long as this one. Uh, it's felt like it's just been going on for the last three years of my life in some way. And and yet, after all of that, we can achieve the bare minimum that we needed to achieve this season, and it's in our own hands. And that's so good because the way that we've been playing over the last sort of few weeks is I now have trust in this side again, yeah. which I just... Eight weeks, so I didn't have anything. I just couldn't see them turning around for love nor money because nothing was changing, no matter what we did. And and finally, they, they turned the corner and proved to everybody why they were champions last season and why they are so good. Yeah, absolutely. Right, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Liverpool's opponents, uh, Crystal Palace. But uh, there was a brand new show out on the Super Six YouTube channel this week. It is Hold the L. Chris and I have been regulars on it this season. Uh, we're not at this week, but they are having a really interesting discussion about who's the biggest transfer flop or flop in general of the season. Um, here's a little clip from that. You've missed so many one-on-one -on -one chances. So many big chances that could have turned the game for Chelsea, could have turned them into title contenders earlier in the season. And he flopped. Six Premier League goals, Flav, is terrible. There's some, there's some players on the subs bench for teams that have scored more Premier League goals this season or any season than Timo Werner. It's embarrassing. He, for, for me, is not only the worst Premier League signing this season, God, probably the worst in Europe. In Europe, big name <laughs> signing. <laughs> He's the worst big name <laughs> signing in Europe. Uh, welcome back. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it, there's an interesting discussion on that because obviously the team, Timo Werner thing, I think Timo Werner, will people think he's the flop of the season. DT makes a really good point about Havertz. Nobody's talked about how crap Havertz has been. to be as crap yeah. as he... he... Mad though, in it, like you and I, it was really high expectations yeah. of him, and he's just got he's, he's he's dodged the bullets in terms of criticism. He was the one that I thought was going to change them. 
I, he was the one that I thought would make a massive difference to them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, go over to the Super 6 channel. Uh, leave a comment there on your thoughts, feelings, and opinions on the matter. Uh, drop a like. And if you want to see the Redmen sent you, that's awesome <laughs> yeah, as well. Vote Flav. Yeah, vote Flav. Why not? Always vote Flav. Um, yes, right. Let's dive into it. We've got Jay Pearson and we've got Ben Kelly with us as well for this one. Um, and Ben, 10,000 fans inside Anfield for a game of football um, with three points to win. You know, Klopp's been talking about this being a final. You know, we've earned the right for this to be a final by winning the quarters against United, the semis against West Brom. And now we've arrived. It's a bit of a crap prize, but also, you know, it shouldn't be discounted that, to Chris's point. It's, we're playing to not have our plans set back by a bare minimum of a season. That's what we're playing for here. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely made up that we're in this situation after after everything that's gone on this season. I can't quite believe that we're on the verge of winning five games in a row to sneak into the European Cup. We've not been in the top four since February, and like how like how have we how have we done this? You know what I mean? Like, and that's how it feels. And you know, over the over the last couple of days, it's been it's been really good to to watch games with fans back. You know, at, at, like there there been there have been no reason for me to sit and watch any of Man United Fulham on Tuesday nights. But like the fact that they had some fans in it, and that you know the Cavalli scored a goal, but it was just nice to see at every ground. And there was loads of players coming out afterwards and saying, you know, I didn't realise ten thousand people could sound so loud and all of that. We've talked all season about how much of an effect that not having fans at Anfield will has had on us, but. You know, we can use that now. 10,000 people will have never sounded so loud as they will on Sunday inside Anfield. We've got to go and show as fans who are going to yeah. go to that ground. We've got to go and show that we. what we've been saying all along is right. That The, fa- that the fans add something to Anfield and we've got to go and the 10,000 that are there have got to make it sound like the full 50,000 are in. Yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it, Jay? You know, the season objectives have had to shift. They have done. You know, Liverpool have been decimated this year. There's no escaping that. It's not even. It's not excuses. It's just the reality of where we're at. We would we would much prefer this to be a title decider, <laughs> or you know, this is this is a European Cup final, or this is a, an FA Cup final, or this is what whatever. But the point is, is that you know what you all football is about is is having reasons to get excited and celebrate, and that's the point. If you told us to Chris's point earlier, you know, in in March that we were going to have a game at Anfield, last game of the season, ten thousand fans in, and it matters, you know, and you've just got to win, you've got to win one game of football. To guarantee, you know, Champions League football, given how crap we've been, we would all would have been made up with this circumstance. Absolutely, and circumstance is the perfect word there, Paul. Based on what's been happening over the last twelve months, um, I think we a lot a lot of people have taken everything for granted, haven't they? Um, and it's it's upsetting a lot of people the way it is, but this is a nice positive that we can finish on. I think positivity is key, and it, it is going to be a, a fantastic day all round. Obviously, provided we get the right result, which I believe we will. But again, finishing the, the season on, on, on a high, positive, and we can go again next season with all them circumstances in a positive light, that's what we're looking forward to. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it's 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 a it's a weird game, Chris, for you know, for all the positive reasons we've discussed. The Roy Hodgson side shows not great. You know, it's going to be his final game before he retires. You've got Christian Benteke who's back in form. You know, there's low, there's really like uncomfortable moments where I'm replaying things in my head what what our hope is here 
because you know Crystal Palace came and ruined Steven Gerrard's last game at Anfield. Roy Hodgson's ruined loads of things. Ben Teche's had loads of bit of hero moments at Anfield as well in, from his Villa days. I want this to finally be a situation where a bit of revenge for a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, let's go and Roy Hodgson deserves to have his last game as a manager ruined by us. He does. Because he was he was a shit Liverpool manager and he didn't get it and he fun, he, he rubbed us all up the wrong way. Like I don't wish him any ill by by, but in pure footballing terms, I, there's a there's a nice little undercurrent there on the flip side of all. Rod Hodgson could come and piss on our chips that we could just go and piss on his chips and I think that'll be great. Absolutely. I mean, look, I'm all right. I'm I'm okay. Look, he's been in the game long enough and I don't like him as a manager. I didn't think he was a good Liverpool manager, but I'm okay for people talking about him going into the game. That's great. That takes the eyes and the pressure off Liverpool going into the game mm. as far as I see it. But as soon as that game finishes, I want everybody talking about Liverpool Football Club and the Champions League. Yeah. And that's the way that it should be. Like we pissed on Leicester's chips last weekend when they win the FA Cup and we scored the greatest goal in the history of all of the football since all of the world began. Yeah. Like that's what we wanted to do and then Cavani scores that and they go, oh it's a great goal nah mate it's not not compared to what we saw the question weekend. we got asked this last night um, and I'll go to Ben first on this Alison Becker goal of the, is, it, is it goal of the season I can't think of many better uh, you put me on the spot there but there have, there have yeah I think I think for the circumstances and for who bloody scored it yeah like it's got it's got to be but a goal of the season's been given out that's the thing. Like the, 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 they're often done early, aren't they? So have we have we missed the boat on goal of the season? I hope we've not, because because well, it's well, definitely in the conversation. They, can't have done May, they haven't done May's goal of the month. No, yeah, I don't think so. The, okay. the thing is, goal of the season doesn't take context into it, does it? And that's no, the thing. Long, Technically, the, long... the, the, there may have been one better header or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in the context of this season. There has been no goal well, that's the, been as important. The, so good, good. the good thing to that point, because you're right, because sometimes, like, you're right, the, the circumstances surrounding a goal, you know, because it might not look like the best, because it's not the cleanest striker, it's not the this and that. But, Jay, it is the it is a sublime header, and it's the fucking goalkeeper. Um, so you can't, the context actually can't be stripped away from the fact almost that, yeah, people might forget it was a 95th minute winner of a game. It's the goalie going off. It's good. Yeah, exactly. You just never know. Yeah. Well, let's change it from goal of the season to moments of the season. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's make it yeah. um, in in the in the better context. But yeah, it was super. But yeah, definitely the moment of the season. I think. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Um, I disagree. I think what followed was the moment of the season in my eyes. To be honest, <laughs> I've been waiting for that view for years. And I finally got it, like, you know what I mean? So for me, it was it was all about nature. That's <laughs> quite it's quite an interesting thing to be to be linked with, but there you go. Um yeah, I mean that's to say we there's plenty of dangerous portents there, but I'm sure Palace will be looking at it from the same perspective and looking at what Liverpool turn the corner and what we do and again the the home the home atmosphere and Hodgie will do what Hodgie does and, and, and you know, and then he'll he'll shuffle off to retirement. What I did really enjoy about this on the Allison goal and why there's some similarities with the Hodgson stuff is that we broke Sam Allardyce. We clearly broke him. He was so angry and so upset and so embittered about that Allison goal that he just decided to walk away from West Brom in protest. He decided he's given up on this management shit. Uh, he's going to go and be a pundit and, and then criticise everyone. You know he's going to be in sports, don't you? There's nowhere else that he belongs. He's going to be <laughs> He's going to be on the ale every day with Keys and Grey, isn't he? 100%. They all come back crackers from there, you know. Like, there's that Rob McCaffrey... Um, he was a lovely man. 
Um, yeah, he's a scouser originally. He was on Sky back in the day, but he went over there for years, and he's like... I he, thought BM was filmed in London. Oh, well, yeah, but... I thought Keys uh, and Grey was filmed in London. Maybe, yeah. but like they, all, they were all over in Dubai all the time for it, or, or whatever, and he did all a bit... Just a bit mad, like you're all just a bit mad. They've had their own way for far too many, far Again, too many years. Allardyce filling pools up with gravy in oh, Dubai. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. That'll be his rider. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that'll be it. Like you know, some people have a thousand brown M and M's to fill a brandy glass, but the uh, is will be like a pool full of gravy, okay. freshly chained. Guess how many liters of gravy I can get in my pool? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it'll be, and it won't be it in fancy. It'll be best though, and he'll demand that as well. Demand catering best though as well. Yeah, not yeah. even fucking. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Right, we're going to talk about what Liverpool do in this game, who lines up, uh, and some of the, obviously, what it means in the other games that are being played and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, we've got a very short break, but I'm a very, very short break. That's my little fucking thing of when, when Sam Allardyce does die, his head is just a pistol thing with his ashes in. <laughs> Just like a can, just, can just make more lid. <laughs> just mix it with a bit of oh, a bit, a bit like yeah, a bit like Donny's ashes in the the Big Lebowski. Yeah, that'd be sad. Um, right, wicked. Um, yes, we've got a we've got a very short break, very very short break. So don't go anywhere. Uh, the trivia question to, to get you've got very a very limited time to get this one. Uh, how many different clubs has Roy Hodgson managed against Liverpool? Does it include Liverpool? <laughs> I mean, it definitely felt like that is when that he was in charge. Question, yeah, is it? Not a trick question, no. Name the clubs the Hudson has managed to get Liverpool back in about 30 seconds. Yes. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. Um, yes, the uh, Henderson 10 Years documentary is going to be sensational. Teaser 2 
Oh, if you think that was good and that was exciting, it was like 20 seconds. Wait till you see teaser today, 3 p.m. live premiere on the YouTube channel. So keep your eyes peeled for that and obviously to our social channels as well after Redmond TV on pretty much everything uh, at this point. Um, the trivia question was how many different clubs has Roy Hodgson managed against Liverpool? <coughs> Jay Pearson, what do you think? I'll go with five. Ooh, one, two, three, four. Four is the answer. I was going to guess four because he, he came to England late, didn't he? Like he spent fucking years in Sweden. I think he won the Swedish league in fucking 79 or something with his only major trophy. Major, major trophy. Um, so it's Fulham in it. It's Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of the other two though and I know I'll kick myself. West, West, ben? West Brom. West Brom. West Brom's one. He was very... Um, but Yeah, Blackburn. Ooh. Blackburn. Blackburn Rovers, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Okay. 97 and 98, 97, 98 season was he managed Blackburn against us, drew both of those games, that doesn't bode well, um, but yeah, there you go, Roy Hudson, oh, I just want him to not be a thing um, in my life. But he's a bit like Fiverr, isn't he, from fucking Fiverr Goes West, isn't that, because he's singing Never Say Never Again now, isn't he, like, you know oh, really? what I mean, yeah, he's not saying, like, does he was retiring? Oh, hang on a minute, thinking like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of gravy tits, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Bisto boobs. Um, yeah, have you got that right? Well done. Give yourself a massive pat on the back. Um, yeah, just to mention here, the Henderson um, documentary series will be streaming exclusively on the redmentv.com. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed uh, for all that. And there is a ton ton of bonus content around that you will not believe the content drop we've got coming up for our subscribers over on there um yeah we're going to be finalizing a few bits and pieces and it's also going to be uh, this is an exclusive piece of information it's going to be on early release for club legend subscribers over on the website as well hopefully <laughs> we're just going to work on the technology on that uh, but that is definitely the plan so make sure you get subscribed um right um diogo jota might have a slight chance was the word prior to burnley chris um it would be lovely just to have him on the bench, yeah, you know, I don't want to use him. Yeah, that's what, that's the best case scenario in this one, isn't it? Is that he's there on the bench and he's not brought on? Because why bother if you three 0 up and stuff like that? Um, and that's that's kind of where I'm, I am with it. I just don't think that a slight chance ousts Mane at mm. this point of the season, um, especially like look, Mane coming for a lot of criticism. I was sat here watching the game last night, not particularly enamoured with his first half, but he improved second half. And he, he did get better and he started to try and take his man on. And yeah, he misses his chances and stuff like that. But as long as the team's winning, I don't care how they really all perform. I, I really care about the results and that's, that's first and foremost, in it? So, yeah, great that Jota could be there. Great if it gives Mane a little bit of a boost over the next couple of days heading into that game. But really, we don't want to use him. I think, look, the, yeah, the ideal, the, the ideal world, the, uh, Ben, is that for Jota, anyway is he's going to be fit for the Euros so he's fit to be involved in this game then great look he'll be he'll be used I you know if, if he is properly fit and available but there is a point to which you can't stop him going to the Euros so you don't want to you don't want to run the risk of damn of, of making him of, of sending him away on international duty when you've maybe harmed him even slightly in terms of his fitness yeah potentially um you know I- a small part to play is not giving much away there for me, Klopp. I feel like potentially part of it is just trying to keep Crystal Palace guessing because obviously, you know, we know that we've got yeah. no other options whatsoever. And so, and they will know that as well. 
So they they know as it stands that it's the standard front three. It's for me, you know, Mane and Salah starting. But if you just throw Jota back into that equation ever so slightly, just keeps them guessing a little bit. I suspect they'll be on the bench at the very most, as Chris, you know, as Chris rightly said. And you know, hopefully he, he shouldn't need to be used, and he can just have this little bit of time off now because. You know, when it's not a big injury like Van Dyke, I was in two minds about Van Dyke going to the Euros because I was thinking, well, if he goes away and does all their training and gets fit with the Netherlands, then that might end up being a good thing for us. But when it's been such a big injury, I think he's made the right decision to yeah. stay here and continue his rehab here. But with a player like Jota, who's just, you know, it was a smaller thing. Um, you know, obviously he's not quite fit enough to be playing for Liverpool, but it's not like he's been out for months and months. He goes away. He, he he gets the game time that he needs with Portugal. That all makes sense to me. So let's keep him. Let's hopefully keep him rested before that, and let him join up with the squad and do all the fitness and all that, and get himself up. You know, match match sharp for the new season with them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we had a couple of super chats in while we were while we were chatting. Uh, Stefan Valerio uh, with the five ninety nine Aussie dollars, and then left the comment uh, slightly further down. Says any worries about Palace fellas? They created a lot of chances against us in the seven nil, and were pretty robust against Arsenal. I mean, that's the that's the thing. Yeah, but they created a lot of chances, but they conceded seven. Yeah, I know that. And, that, that, <laughs> and that's the thing is, I, I mean, Jay, it'd be. I can't. I don't think we'll be expecting to get the same. That was the perfect storm for us. You know, we've had loads of games like that. There's plenty of talk about games where we've drawn this season, where we've created as many chances as we did in the Palace game. Um, it would be nice for us to get back to that. But the last few games have been, a, you know, they, that's that's a warning sign for us. You know, Reece, I think Reese Williams has struggled a little bit in the in these games. He's definitely one that we need to keep an eye on because Palace actually have more. They've got definitely got more pace and attack. Than um than West Brom have got and definitely more than Burnley. So there is a, you know, I don't I don't think no matter how well Liverpool play, I can't foresee a world where Palace don't get in a couple at least once. Yeah, it's been a story of our season. Why why change it now? Eh? In the last game of the season, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always happened. So yeah, it, we can't take it lightly, mate, can we? Um, yes, we as as we talk right now, we're in fourth, which is fantastic, and we just got to keep. It's like we said on the final word, didn't we? You just got you just got to keep playing our game. As long as we play our game and, and play it well, another great performance um, at Turf Moor. You know, wonderful performance at, at Old Trafford. You know, uh, moments of the season uh, for West Brom. Let's just keep doing our game, worry about ourselves. Um, but yeah, I think we're, we're more than capable of stopping Palace. Of course, we are. But it's like, it's like, I just get, I just worry about Benteke because he always scores against us, doesn't he? Because he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, a big, another big test for, for, for Nat, isn't it? Um, Tom Down uh, with the five pound super chat. Thank you. Tom says secure top four finish, then push on for a title challenge next season. This team never gives up. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what we talk about the positivity. That's what, that, that's what the end, you know, we talked, we talked on the final word about Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. He's had a good, you know, if he, if he can put in another decent little cameo performance, maybe he grabs another goal, whatever. He ends the season going, ah, Positive. Everyone feels positive around him, and he's just one player. That's the that's what we're fighting for. Because you've been making this point that we could finish two points behind Man United. We could finish third if results go our way, and, and two points behind Man United. And look, we we've been joking that would be actually quite annoying to have put us through the ringer to end up being that close. But that's the kind of situation where every every single goal we score, you know, is a is a chance to for us to feel more comforted that this was a freak season, not a, a Liverpool were found out season. Yeah. Which we know, yeah. but it it doesn't hurt the cause. Uh, no, it it doesn't. And there's so many things. I mean, I saw on Twitter last night. I think it was that you know we're 17 points behind Manchester City. That they finished 18 behind us last year, and we're the worst champions ever. We're actually closer than the champions the year before were to us and stuff like that. But just I just wanted to talk quickly about Liverpool versus Crystal Palace because 
Jürgen Klopp's gone head to head with um, Roy Hodgson six times and won all six games. So, like, th- we've won our last eight. Won our last eight against Crystal Palace going back before before Roy Hodgson was even a manager. So, and that goes back to t- they beat us on the 23rd of April, 17, was the last time that they beat us. And since then, it's been eight wins. Right. Something like that, you know and what Frank I mean? Bear, it's it's, good it's just ridiculous. Like, we've been really good against Crystal Palace. So, yeah. Yeah. just again, it's a, similar, it's a similar tale to the Burnley one for me, is that you've got to go and you can get that game won by the 60-minute mark. And the same as we did at Palace away, to be honest. And the lockdown football's been like that, and now it's the last game of the season. Palace are 13th in the league. The highest they can go is 12th. And I think that's if Wolves lose their last game. They're not going to be flying up. And they've got, the, they've got the worst goal difference out of any of the non-relegated the, sides. You know, Jeez, minus 23. Ridiculous. It's mad. They are a struggle. But hopefully, you know, it's just, we know what the, it's our fear. It's all our fear talking. Um, in terms of personnel, and Ben Milner will be begging for a start in this one. Uh, Ox, said ben Milner, then, but right, Ben so did I. Milner. <laughs> <laughs> ben. Milner will be begging for a start. Oxley Chamberlain will probably feel similar in this. Um, my overriding feeling is Klopp's going to have no sentiments. Like Genie Van Alvin's another one. Do you go? Do you go? Oh well, Genie, it's his last game for Liverpool. Do you play him because of that, or do you not play him because it's his last game? You might as well play someone else. Because of what's riding on this, Klopp will not give a shit for sentiments. He will put out. He'll just put out whatever team he feels is the best for this. Yeah, I agree. And I think that team will be unchanged. I don't think you can take Thiago out the side at the moment because he's been mm. tremendous. Um, and then for me, I think he goes... Klopp, for me, I think in games like this or in games where there's things riding on it, Klopp always just goes with what he knows and what he trusts. And I think regardless of whether or not it's Genie Wijnaldum's last game for Liverpool, he trusts Genie in that midfield ahead of the likes of, of, of Oxlade-Chamberlain and Naby Keita and, and other players at the moment. So for me, I think we'll see an unchanged team. James Milner is one that potentially is, but I do think that Genie offers us a little bit more in terms of his energy in midfield, to be honest. Um, and I think we, we, need, we, we need to win the game as well. And I think James Milner is the type of player that you bring on to not necessarily, I think, to see a game out. You know, so I think you could see James Milner coming on when, you know, if we're a goal up or two. And, it, you, know, I, I, you know, he came on last night, didn't he? Um, so I think yeah. for me, um, same team as same teams as same team as yesterday. Um, get yourself a goal up and, and see what happens from there. You could see, I mean, you know, the rotational thing we talked about freshening the midfield up. You could you could easily see Milner just coming in for Wijnaldum in this or, or Curtis, absolutely. Because, um, you know, he's got that available to him and I don't think there's any significant... I don't think there's a wrong answer, really, for, for this because I think all, you know, Genie Wijnaldum's Genie, you know what you're getting out of him. You can get an amazing performance out of him. You can get a, 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 a decent performance out of him. Uh, Milner's going to give you all the battle. Curtis's going to give you a bit more pace and direct running and, and flair, more linking up with the attack. It might actually be a Curtis Jones kind of game. You know what Palace's game plan is going to be. It might be a, a way to add a little bit more firepower to us. But um, yeah, it's an interesting thing to do. I, I just think for me, just on the Wine Alden thing, I, I've like I agree with Ben. By the way, I think it will probably be unchanged. But I do like the way the Klopp and we spoke about this on the final way. Joe has mixed that midfield up just a few a few times with just one change, yeah. and I think it's kept them fresh and it's kept them on the toes. And I think as long as you've got Thiago and Fabinho there, you're all right with that. Um, it wouldn't shock me, is what I'm trying to say, to see yeah. a Milner or a, a yeah. Kurt Jones in there. I've got a question for you. What was the side that beat Crystal Palace 7-0? Anybody want to start off with that one? I couldn't even name the centre-halves. 
yeah, no, <laughs> you, you wouldn't. Anyone? Anyone? Um, Minamino played. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, not a chance at half, though. No. Was it, was it Nat Phillips yeah. and Joel Matip? No. Joel Matip and Matip? Williams? No. Yes. Fabinho? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot that happened. <laughs> Um, did Henderson play? Fullbacks. Callagher. No. <laughs> uh, Henderson did play. Okay. Kurt. No. Um, Thiago. No. He was injured, wasn't he? Oh Christ. Genie. Genie did. <laughs> yeah. One more player. He plays in midfield. Naby. Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh wow. <laughs> so Fabinho on Matip centre half. Cater Hendo Wijnaldum. Mane on the right. Firmino centre. Minamino left. It's been a fucking mad. Isn't <laughs> it just like Christ. honestly? Like it would have you got it was Callahan and goal. Like, yeah, yeah. So of course it was. Yeah, no, no problem. I actually saw an. I didn't. Have, my microphone was in in front of Alice. I only saw an A and assumed it was Alice, and it actually could have been. Yeah, yeah I could have um, <laughs> Otis H with the super chat says, "You playing Kurt in this game, Jay?" Wouldn't say no to him. Uh, you know, he's, he's such a talented player and he playing at home in front of the fans again, he'd, he'd relish it just as much as anybody else would. Um, but like you said, Paul, there's no wrong answer, is there? I'd, I'd be happy with anybody because just as long yeah. as you get the win. <laughs> my, my thing for Wijnaldum is I want to give him a proper send-off. I really do. And I don't care whether that's for him starting at the beginning. I, I think he's been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You've seen this season when, when the world is falling around Gini Wijnaldum, he's given us the same every single week. Yeah. Like His levels haven't dropped. He's been there almost all of the time. He's been an absolute stalwart of, of Klopp's side for the last few years and he deserves 90 minutes. But if Klopp wants to just bring him on with one if we're 3-0 up, I'll give him just as big a send-off. Look, they're going to do the lap of appreciation or whatever at the end of the game so the, you know the, the fans are going to get to do the send off for whoever wh- wh- whatever they're doing regardless so again you just rather see them in the kit wouldn't yeah, you? yeah yeah well they'll all be they'll, yeah. I mean, they'll, you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll all go out and change into their we, we finish in the top 40 shirts and bring oh, the Premier League I, you know bring I the Premier League trophy all about the laugh of appreciation it's one of my favourite things about going to Anfield at yeah. the end of the year yeah, yeah. like yeah we just wasn't for that. Like, Thanks I for that television series, lads. I do wonder because we were talking shit. about this about the press. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crap series, right to strike and all that. Um, it's like Hero Series 2. Rubbish. Um, the, yeah, I, do, I wonder whether they'll do something. One. Oh, one of the best series of all time. Uh, I wonder whether they'll do something with the Premier League trophy. Like, I know we're not champions anymore, and they've talked about the club, even said they might, they might still do something, but I wonder whether that's it. Whether I don't know whether, I don't know if you do it pre-game, or maybe you do because it's the season over, whether you just bring the trophy out and let us have a, just let us have a look at it. Just yeah. Liverpool, the presentation is for City, isn't it? So is it a different trophy? Do you get one each? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's Le Sky have had one in the studio and all that. I mean, Jay's got one. Um, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> sat behind him. Uh, we just bring, we go ask Liverpool and borrow Jay's if they need to. It'll be absolutely fine. Um, I, 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 be, I think it's a good. I think that my dad always talks about a story. I think it was when we played into Milan in the in the European Cup and they went they, pro, they paraded the FA Cup, I think, or something like that. They paraded something before and to g the to g everyone up. I'd be bang, I'd be bang up for that and then and then take the ribbons off and 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 then and show it to the players bare. I'll put the blue ribbons on and go. You can't touch this now, and then go oh, and get them get them all fired up for it, whatever it takes. Um, right, let's have a look a little uh, chat about the other um, games being played this weekend because obviously we know if Liverpool Liverpool win and if Liverpool win well, that's a it's a huge ask for Leicester to overturn. But we know that if look if Leicester, that, you know, we've got a is it what have we said four goal difference in our favour at the moment. 
they'd need a big swing to over to overcome that. Um, Leicester uh, host Tottenham. Tottenham on Sunday. Uh, obviously, they're all four o'clock kickoffs. That's a really really interesting one. We were trying to work out the logistics of that. I can't see Spurs doing anything to be honest, Chris, because they've got Ryan Mason as the manager. It's true. I mean, not many teams have got a 29 year old as a manager who's got like about five years experience of playing football. Um, so <laughs> a bit of a mad one. But with Everton and Arsenal breathing down the necks, I fancy Tottenham have to go out and try and do something mm-hmm. um, because for for how shit Arsenal have been for them to finish above Tottenham again. Like that would be insane, yeah. and it, it's you know, and they could quite easily drop out of that conference league position. So they're playing for Europe as well, which yeah. is mad. And yeah, I don't think the Europa League is going to keep Harry Kane, but it certainly makes getting some kind of a replacement for Harry Kane a touch easier. It's just something, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's an unmitigated failure if you um, if you're not in Europe, and they can still get the Europa League. Yeah, can't they? So yeah, I mean, what my thoughts on that on that Ben? I mean, I, I, I it would be nice to hope. In that regard, I'm glad that we don't have to hope. It's kind of my, is, is 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 kind of a point. I'm glad that it's in Liverpool's hands because I wouldn't I wouldn't want to need Spurs to do something there. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think there's more chance of the other game going in our favour. Chelsea away at Villa, um, the, the way that they've got. I think from Tottenham's perspective, <laughs> I know what you're saying, Chris, but does anybody really want to play in the UEFA Conference League? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's not about that though, is it? It's about the money that goes with it, mate. It's not about whether the... And the players would. How much money are they getting? I mean, there's such a big gap between Champions League money and Europa League money. There can't be much on the table for the Conference League. But there's... No, but they can get get Europa League. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, well, yeah, in which case then, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's a bit, that is a big deal. to be fair, we do this all the time. They're three points ahead, but their goal difference is like nine worse than Tottenham. So if West Ham lose and Tottenham win, they're in the Europa. And look, let's be honest, every footballer would rather play some European football than not play European football. It's just us that are fucking snobs. And it's probably just us amongst football fans because everyone outside of the teams that have champions, regular Champions League ambitions absolutely adore being in any form of European competition. God knows we've been there in the past as well. Um, but yeah, there's, there's something to play for. I think, I think Ben's point there, Jay, on the, the Chelsea Villa one, Villa Park with 10,000 fans in there, that's going to be a big one. They've had, they've, you know, they've they've had a good season by all accounts. Aston Villa, you know, yeah. it's not quite hit the stellar heights as it threatened early doors, but you know, Villa Park can be an intimidating place to go to at the best of times. Chelsea have just wobbled. For me, the big that's I, I'm I really hope Chelsea capitulate here because how badly. I don't care. Are you I, talking? Do you want you want them through the Champions League final as well? Badly? No, no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean. I, ugh. There's uh, there's something here. There's not really a bad situation. I don't really want Man City to win the European Cup because of what that entails. But for Chelsea, who, I, who are we, two weeks a week ago we were talking about them being the next best contender. We were talking about it being a three way race for the title next season. And all of a sudden, there's a chance that they'll be in the in the just in the Europa League, having having capitulated. I think that harms their chances of being a competitive team, which I think yeah. could be quite a good thing for us in the in the medium term. Absolutely, and it's, it's something that a lot of us as Liverpool fans have sort of toyed with, haven't you? The idea of, well, a couple of weeks ago we accepted we'll get Europa League. So what does that do for us in the summer? What does that do for us in the transfer market? And everyone has a different opinion on it. And it is fitting that sort of, not, it's not an agenda at all, and that's the wrong word to use. It's how you your club moves on from being in that situation because of the players that they've just signed last summer and what 
type of targets they're going to go for. And you're absolutely right, Paul, because they could, the third now, they could end up out of the top four, but then that might give them more drive to be beating City in the final. And I think that gives them that extra motivation. Well, that's now our only way back in the competition next, next season. And I've made my peace with uh, if Chelsea win it, because they've already got one anyway, so they've dealt with that. I can't yeah. stand City winning that, winning that final. So, yeah. yeah, that could be the way it goes. Yeah, that, that's there's, some, there's a nice little story around there anyway. And I've got no ill feeling against really against Brendan Rodgers and Leicester are all right, aren't they? I would, you know, Absolutely. I think, you know, if they, I mean, and also I don't see them as being major contenders for the European Cup next season if they got in there. Whereas I think Chelsea could do some, I'm not saying they're in the, they're in the <laughs> final after half a season with Tuchel. Um, so yeah, yeah we'll, have to, we'll, we'll have to see on that one. Um, right, let's have some score predictions then. Liverpool, Crystal Palace, final game of the season, Chris Pajak. 5 0 Liverpool. Ben Kelly. 2-0 Liverpool. Jay Pearson. 3-1. Ooh. Uh, yeah, because it's me and I, I've done this all season long for the last 11 years. I'm going to pick two. It's either going to be an horrendous 1-0 where we all feel sick to our stomachs at the end of it, or I agree, I think we'll, I think we'll batter them. I'm hoping it's definitely the latter rather than the former. But yeah, let us know your score predictions in the comments. What team would you go for? Is there any shock things you would do in terms of selection? Uh, do check out the Start 11 Prediction Show for more on that. Uh, do check out... Um, oh, actually, we've got a super chat here before we go where uh, Stefan Valerio again. It's off topic for the end. What are your retrospective thoughts on Harry Kuehl? Jesus Christ. Uh, arguably Harry Australia's, Yeah, Australia's best all-time player admittedly, admittedly haven't had loads. Um, I know I can't. I can't end the show on that kind of negativity. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, uh, um, I mean, fuck's sake. He's I, a really I, nice fella. I genuinely shouted abuse at him on the on the bus parade for the European Cup in 2005. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, on, on one of the happiest days of my life. Um, so, yeah, we, 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 thanks, Stefan. But yeah, he's, he's a, he was a, he was a, he was. I think it's safe to say that he was a footballer for Liverpool. Um, yes. Right, uh, yeah, go and check out um, yeah all the extra content we've got on the RedmenTV.com. Uh, do check out the Holy L show on the Super Six channel. And if you want some cool um, Nat Phillips t-shirts or uh, Alison Becker t-shirts celebrating some tremendous headed goals, then go and have a look on RedmenMerch.com as well. Uh, but yes, that is it from us. We will be back. Um, Chris and I will be at Anfield at the weekend for the game. I can't wait. Um, the lads will be picking up the broadcast here for the studio for the watch along so do check that out we'll be diving in for all that as well so hopefully Liverpool can end the season on a relative high uh, yeah if you want that to happen drop a like on the video and uh, we'll see you all very very soon ta-da